Welcome to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope you are equipped by this message from Pastor Tom Lively. For more information about our church, please visit foundationchurchfl.com. This message series, Taking the Attack to Them, can be summed up with Proverbs 23.7, which says, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Now, what, who are we or what are we taking the attack to? Now, for some people, that's a startling sentence inside the church because we've been taught to be a benign, non-aggressive people, but is that the Bible? Not spiritually. You and I, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence. The violent take the kingdom of heaven by spiritual force. It's Matthew eleven twelve. So a lot of times, you see, as you think in your heart, so is he. This is why most churches closed or are still closed. Because what they thought they were was a community partner. What they thought what they were was a servant to the community. You're not a servant to the community. You are a shining city on the hill that the community aspires to. But because as you think in your heart, so are you, when, you're, when the church was presented with something that needed to be attacked spiritually, stood up to spiritually, they caved. Because their thinking was not correct. And you need to know that heart and mind in scripture mean the same thing, they are synonymous. When you hear renewing of your mind, that is the same as the renewing of your heart. It is synonymous in scripture. As you are in your heart, that's why God judges. God looks to the heart. It actually means he looks to the mind. Man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart or the mind. As you think is who you are. God can judge you for eternity right now on your mindset. It's that important how you think. It's time for Christians to stop thinking of themselves as bongo playing, tie-dye wearing, pot smoking, peaceniks. You're not. You're an aggressive spiritual army. That's who you are. Tom, where do you get that from? The Bible? My mindset comes from the word of God. My mind gets changed by the word of God daily. When the word of God confounds what I believe, I change what I believe. I do not try to spin the word of God into my belief system or my theology. I look at the word, the word tells me I'm wrong. I say out loud, I am wrong. Some of you, listen, you need to practice that. Amen? Some of you really need to practice that. Some, of us, some people have never said that their entire adult life. I am wrong. They, just, they argue. They're their own def- personal defense attorney that should not even get paid to do, and you're wrong anyway. If, listen, if, there's, if, if the fruit is that you're wrong, guess what you are? A tree is known by its fruit. Luke chapter six, verse 43. You can say whatever you want. You can say that you're growing. You can say that you're changing. If there is no fruit, you're not growing or changing. Amen. Anybody being saved around you? Anybody being healed around you? What's your family life like? Are your kids saved? 
There's lots of Christians that believe they're very mature believers because they dance around and speak in tongues, of which I do both. But nobody in their house is saved. And they believe that they're mature. You are known by your fruit. I'm not even going into that. I just can't help talking about it. What are we, what are we taking the attack to? Carnality? The enemy? The props of the enemy? Sickness, illness, disease, and infirmity? And lack. We take the attack to those things. Most Christians believe in a convoluted, veiled, shrouded in mist, sovereignty of God. Well, you know, I'm just gonna sit here and it's all gonna happen. How is that possible when God, when the word of God says, be not deceived, God is not mocked, for whatsoever a man, a man, a man sows, that shall he also reap. God, we're, Tom, we're here to worship God, not worship man. God gave you all of his authority. And then we sit and say, God, you do it. God gave you the keys to his vehicle. Matthew chapter 16, verse 19, I give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Luke chapter 10, verse 19, I give you the authority. And then we're sitting here going, God, are you gonna do something or what? Or we just, or we just cave and go, you know what? It's all the sovereignty of God. My, all my kids is going straight to hell. All of my relatives going straight to hell. It's all the sovereignty of God. All the 60 million babies aborted per year. All the sovereignty of a loving God. It's because the Christians don't do anything. The Christians don't say anything. They're all afraid of being called a racist or a xenophobe or a zealot or a religious nut or a conspiracy theorist. Speak the word of God. Don't be afraid. Listen, whatever is true is true. Speak it. Well, things could happen if I do that. Yeah. This is an aggressive faith. I'll lose relationships, yeah. Welcome to the club. I've lost every friend that's attended this church. All my friends that I had before this church are all gone. Because of the Bible. It's not, you're like, Tom, it's your person. It's not my personality. (laughs) We were friends before, they already saw it all. If not, I was worse 10 years ago. It's the Bible. They, they want to be nice and kind. Tom, we really think you need to take the edge off. No, thank you. The word of God's quick, powerful, sharp, discerning. I'm not, I'm not in dividing. It's funny how it's dividing. Divided right, my friends, all out of my life. Is, is Jesus really, you see, your mindset has to be the word of God. I'll read this to you, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 3 and 4 from last week. You, therefore, must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life. Most of us are so entangled in when our marriages, my wife hates me today, my wife loves me today, my husband hates me today, my husband loves me. We're so entangled in all the affairs of this life, cars, Boats, houses, vacations, retirements. It says right here, no one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life. That he may please him who enlisted him 
as a soldier. That doesn't sound very benign or peacenecky, to I mean, does it? Doesn't sound like Peace Corps. Does it, that doesn't sound like Christmas. What about Santa? What about what about Christmas carols? Silent night. Well, that's not that's not the Bible. Now I'm telling you flat out, as your friend, as your pastor, as your brother in Christ, I'm telling you flat out that most of the people that you think are saved aren't. There's a lot of them. Listen, there was a great testimony at the door. It was a, literally a five second testimony this morning from a sister that comes down from up north. And they brought some poor people to the church this morning. I don't mean poor in money. They're not, they're not poor. You're like, oh, are they lacking money? No. People don't know what they're walking into when they walk in here. Those kind of poor people. So they brought them in. But what's funny about it is they're weird like you and me. They end up loving the Bible. They've been sitting in a church that preaches nothing. And the woman actually said, because they live up in the Tampa Bay area, how am I ever going to go back to my church now? Do you know what I did in the first service? Do you know what I did in the first service? I read Bible verses. That's it. I just proclaimed the word of God. They haven't been hearing it. They think that Jesus is some sort of soft-spoken, benign person. Do you know how many times in the New Testament that he has exclamation marks after what he says? The man who strewn a whip of cords and drove them all out of the temple, turning over tables is benign? And people people would think of that as not Christ-like. God opens up the earth and swallows his own people. And you think he's benign? The book of Revelation speaks of God Almighty using angels to shed blood up to the horse's bridle, and he's benign? The, the, the souls of those who had, this Revelation chapter 6, verses 10 and 11, the souls who had been slain, who sit under the altar of God, crying out, how long, O Lord, faithful and true, until you judge and avenge our blood on those who dwell on the earth. And he's benign? People aren't even scared of him. You should be, but you're not. Tom, we don't preach fear in our church. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of being smart, dumb, dumb. Wake up. Wake up. You should, listen, those of, those of you living in sin that are calling yourselves Christians, you should be afraid. We don't preach that here. Why not? Well, it's not politically correct. Take that. No. You need to preach the word. Arm, we see the armor of God in Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. A thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. John chapter 10, verse 10. And this is some sort of benign gospel. Non-aggressive. See to it, Colossians chapter 2, verse 8. See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow philosophies. And you think offense avoidance and tolerance are cornerstones of Christianity? People do. Most people sitting out, there's a few churches like this, but most people sitting in churches this morning believe that offense avoidance is a cornerstone of the faith. You don't want to offend anybody. Who told you that? 
Jesus himself caused most of his disciples to go back and walk with him no more. John chapter six, verse 53 through 67. Read it for yourself. I have it today. We might get to it. Who knows how far we'll go. You believe that tolerance is a cornerstone of the faith? That worldly kindness? See, a lot of times people get confused. They think when I say something like kindness that you're not supposed to be kind. You should be kind. A lot of you probably don't think I'm kind. I am kind. Stop, help, do all those things, push cars off the road, do all that. Talk nicely to people. You're like, you scream from the pulpit, not when I'm with you at your house. I'm not gonna walk in there. Hey! (laughs) Pastor Tom's here. I just talk like a normal person. When I'm podcasting or preaching, this is me. But you believe offense avoidance? Tiptoeing around the tulips of people's feelings is a cornerstone of Christianity? Do you know your Jesus? Most people, if they actually sat at the foot of Jesus, they sat at his foot, just like Mary and Martha, they would not choose him. Most Christians, because he's not Christ-like. Because they serve a false Jesus that they've decided who, what's Christ-like and what's not. I mean, you ever read Jesus? You ever see the things that he says? See, it all starts with how you think. What kind of mindset do you have? The church has begun the beginning of sorrows because they chose to. We are right now in the beginnings of sorrows found in the book of Revelation, found in Matthew chapter 24. Because the church wanted to do it. Hey, you know what? We got this virus here, manufactured in a lab in China. And you know, it's got a .1 post-infection death rate, just like the cold and the flu. But you know what? Close every stinking thing. Okay, you want to be a community partner and a good neighbor. We want to violate scripture. It says, do not be yoked together with unbelievers. But you know what? Since the McDonald's closed, we might as well close the church of Jesus Christ. McDonald's closed. Bookstores closed. Strip clubs closed. Of course, abortion clinics wide open, just as many abortions in 2020 as there was in 2019. No difference, still 60 million worldwide. Don't worry about that, they're all open. Because they locked everybody up, they're all producing babies that they went and aborted. Facts. So the church has no idea who they are. They think they're Gandhi. When you're supposed to be Patton. Look at me now. They think they're, you know, everywhere you go, you gotta speak quietly because that's really Christ-like. That's not Christ-like. That's not how Jesus spoke. It's not how he spoke at all. He was not, oh, you know. Everybody thinks monotone is another cornerstone of the faith. Monotone? No passion? Romans chapter 12, verses nine through 13 says to never be lacking in zeal but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. You're not supposed to be quiet and unassuming. Who told you that? Who told you that? Well, I prefer a pastor who's more of a teacher. Well, I don't care what you prefer. (laughs) God call you here? If God called you here, you're stuck here. Don't try to hide. Don't don't try to run. You know know what? Here's the thing I'll tell you. I've never had a person that left this church that outperformed me. What do I mean by that? They built such an awesome ministry 
that they were bigger than the church and they just had to move on because this church just could not accommodate their greatness. Never. They've all left because their feelings were hurt. Or I violated their theology. Well, prove it to me in the Bible. No, don't start your sentence with I believe. Start your sentence with what the word says. Don't come to me with I believe this and I believe that. You're gonna lose that debate. Badly. Because there's not one thing that I start with I believe. You will hear me start to quote scriptures. I've never had anybody leave this church ever because they outperformed the church. If you ever, if God has called you here, you are stuck until he moves you. You may not like it, but you had better learn to love it. Learn it. To get off of drinking soda all the time, Coke and all that and Pepsi or whatever. They're all communists now, but anyway. I, tried, I wanted to drink that bubble water, carbonated water. You know, just the flavored water. Now listen, the first, it took me a month to like it. Forced it. Ugh. But then I could fit back in my clothes. It did. I remember. I, I hate it. I'm like, how could anybody drink this like drinking manure? It's horrible. I forced it. For some of you, that's your experience right now in this church. <laughs> and you need to stick it out because God has not released you. Just because you're offended doesn't mean you're released. Yeah. What's happening is you're being woken up like, what is this? It's just the Bible. Most Christians would hate Jesus in person. They would never vote him in as their pastor because he's far too offensive. Because Christians don't ever read their Bible. They believe everything but the Bible. A lot of Christians just need to sign up and say, you know what, I want to be a member of the Democratic Party. That's what I really believe. They do. I've, I really do find it funny. How many Christians are conservatives everywhere but inside the church? If your ideology is conservative, where you believe in independence and you believe in paying what you should pay and not being on welfare and things like that, right? Why is it you don't pay your tithe and everybody else is paying for you inside the church? Welfare recipient, Democratic Party member. Everybody else is paying for you. These lights aren't free. I'm not free, Aaron's not free, that piano's not free, believe me. Podcast isn't free. AC's not free, I feel blown on me right now. That's not free. Welfare recipient, Democratic Party member, go ahead and just sign up for their platform. Quit fooling around. Take that MAGA hat off and get your Biden hat on. <laughs> That's you. If it's you, if it fits the bill, it's you. You're like, people, you know, I'm really offended right now. I give to this church. Well, I'm not talking to you then, dumb dumb. I'm talking to the person standing next to you. It's got nothing to do with you. Stop looking to be offended so you can get out of here. Only the Holy Spirit can let you go. If not, we're in this together. Learn to love it. Learn to love the Bible. Learn to love conviction. 
There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with working a nerve. Listen, like the first service, I called them two weeks ago. I called them a Presbyterian church. They all got their hands in the air now. I'm like, darn right, baby. If it takes me making you mad to raise your hand, great. I don't care what it takes. I did. I came up and railed on them. What is this, some kind of Presbyterian church in here? You're like, Tom, you'll lose people if you say that. I don't care. I'll also lose my anointing by not saying it. I'll choose God's anointing. Choose God's anointing. You can close your church and keep people. This church, I, I marvel. I don't know how they make any money. PPP money, that's one way. I know they've all taken millions. I marvel at how, how in the world are you open? I don't even get it. But listen, you can, you can save people in your church. What I mean is keep them in your building and lose your anointing. You walk into any of the churches that closed right now and their pastor's not publicly repented, there is no power in those services. I guarantee you that. Guarantee you that. That's what that woman walked into this morning. He walked in, she walked in, she's like, what is this? Power, that's what it is. Power. I'll choose the power over people. It all starts with how you think. Are you a warrior or are you Gandhi? You're gonna go on a hunger strike. Well, that does a lot. Let's look at France versus Germany, World War II, shall we? Largest army in the planet at that time was who? Not Germany, France. Largest army in the world. They were conquered, let's look what happened. Germany was mobile, modern tactics, modern equipment, tanks coupled with planes called what? Blitzkrieg. Never seen before, you know what France thought? They thought they were still Napoleon. They were out there, literally, in their wool uniforms with basically muskets, with walls. Walls? You know what that means to a plane? <laughs> Nothing. The same, the same thing that a mask means to a COVID particle. Nothing. <laughs> Zip. Wear them all you want. Double them down. Build another wall. Right over it. They're all going. Where are they going? France. I mean, Paris. To your house to bomb it. Yeah, but they're not. They're not. They're not, they're not, you know, just going ahead and going along with, with, with the old warfare. They're not conceding to old warfare tactics. What's going on here? They didn't know what they were in for. They had no idea. They had the wrong mindset. They went in with the old, and the Germans had the new. I'll read it to you. The Battle of France, also known as, it's funny, the Battle of France, also known as the Fall of France. <laughs> was the German invasion of France, B Belgium, Luxembourg, and the Netherlands during the Second World War. On listen to the dates. On September 3rd, 1939, France declared war on Germany. Whoops! Whoopsie doodle! You might want to retract and start doing things differently before that, but they had the wrong mindset. They had their wool. They had their wool uniforms in the blazing hot summer sun, September. Wool uniforms out there, all their men are, are dying of dehydration. But France declares war on Germany, just like Christians. I declare war on the devil. Watch it. Not unless you know the Bible, you ought to keep your mouth shut. 
France declared war on Germany following the German invasion of Poland. In early September 1939, France became, uh, began the Saar Offensive. They were going after Germany. By mid-October, the French had withdrawn to their start lines. The Germans invaded Belgium, Luxembourg, and Netherlands on the 10th of May. Italy entered the war on June 10th, 1940, and German forces defeated the Allies on the 25th of June. France and the Low Countries were conquered, ending land operations on the Western Front until when? Four stinking years, years later, the Normandy invasions. So they basically lost in about six months. The biggest army on the planet defeated because they had no idea who they were fighting. That's the Church of Jesus Christ worldwide. No idea. Oh, there's a virus. Oh, we closed then? Who do you think you're fighting? You think you're fighting a virus? No. You're fighting Klaus Schwab at the World Economic Forum, the IMF, the International Monetary Fund, and the Great Reset. That's what you're fighting, dum-dum. You're fighting global warming, actually, and climate change because all they're doing is this. Seeing who it is that is willing to mask up and lock down because they're going to pull the same garbage for global warming about six months from now. And the church will close again. Oh, we've sensed, you know, we went out there with our stinko meter. And there's a certain amount of carbon emissions. So everybody get your masks on and go lock down. And we're going to provide you, you know, all your businesses are obliterated. Do you know that in the $1.9 trillion COVID relief bill of which one, 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 $171 billion was actually spent on COVID? Out of $1.9 trillion, 9%. Do you know that 21% of that $400 billion, do you know what it was spent on? I put it on the podcast last night. Do you know what it was spent on? Lowering employment. That's a fact. They depend, what the Democratic Party does is they depend on you. They're having such colossal omnibus bills that you never will read them because they're a thousand pages long and nobody does read them. You challenge me on that. Oh, there's no way that these people would actually try to lower employment. They are. They're trying to crush businesses. They're using $400 billion to do it. 500 billion, 27% of that bill went to bail out liberal governors. $650 million went to the city of San Francisco to pay its debt. That's where Pelosi's from, that's where Schiff's from, that's where Kamala Harris is from. $650 million, and you think this is about a virus? What's the title of that bill? COVID relief bill, the American rescue plan. And it was, all about a, it was all about a virus, Pastor Love. It was never about a virus. Read the book of Revelation. Pull your head out of your caboose and read the Bible so that you know who you are fighting. You should have seen it coming. You got an Excelsior pass. My brother John in here from New York right there. Another cop, wave at him, John, so they know who you are. Go ahead, wave at him. Cop from New York. Seen way more police action than I ever had in my 25 years. 
They just started in New York, starts next month, the Excelsior Pass. You know what that means? That's a green pass. Isn't it funny how they call the COVID passes green passes, by the way? Oh, this is all right-wing conspiracy. Oh, really tell the people in Israel that. Because now there's two class, they are in a class system now in, in Israel. Absolute, look at me now, I'll give you a facts. Ready? Absolute facts. Class system, two classes. You have a green card, green pass. You can go to the gym. You can go to the grocery store. You can go to the mall. You don't, you don't. Facts. It's all about a virus though, really. Hardly anybody died of a virus in Israel. Average age of death of COVID's 80 plus with comorbidities. Absolutely, I mean, so Excelsior Pass in New York, same thing as the Green Pass. Starts next month, fact. Pull it up. They don't think it's wrong, the world doesn't think it's wrong. And their pastures are still closed because of a virus. What are you doing? You have to know you're, they're being blitzkrieged and they don't even know it. They're standing behind their wall like the French with their muskets. What's going on? Why is it that we march back to our hometown that no longer exists? Those are called bombs. That's modern warfare. This has got nothing to do with the virus. Absolutely nothing. It has to do with ushering in the new world order and the mark of the beast. They're trying it out with names like Green Pass and Excelsior Pass, Common, Common Pass. All over the place, folks. The book of Revelation is unfolding before the sleeping church. It all starts with how you think. Most of us know Proverbs 23, 7, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Have you ever looked at the verses around it? They should resonate with you in light of the church that has fallen. Tom, you're saying the church has fallen? Absolutely. I don't think it's over. See, what I think is gonna happen is this. I'm, being, I'm flat out honest with you. I told you this, maybe, I can't remember which services I tell what to. Can't remember, so if it's redundant, I sort of apologize, I guess. See, the people that are my age, they caved to the COVID response hoax, zombie apocalypse, they're gone. I'm not saying a few can't repent, I get it. Some of you have. Some of you were COVID people for the first month or two and then realized the craziness of your ways and repented. So I'm not saying that it's impossible, all things are possible. But for all intents and purposes, you're not gonna go to Pastor COVID Caver and convince him now. He's gone. He's already turned his church into a vaccine center. People are dying all over the planet from that freaking vaccine and nobody even cares about it. All over the planet people are dying and miscarrying and stillborning their children. Well, I can't wait to get it. Why? You're 24 years old. I, I could spray COVID all over your body with a bug sprayer. Oh, you open your mouth. And you catch COVID like that, what's your odds of dying? Your odds of survival are simply 99.997. Better than the flu. Kids are seven to 20 times more likely to die of flu than COVID. That's not by percentage, that's by disease. 
that's by patient by patient. Those are absolute facts, indisputed, actually on the CDC website. That survival rate that I just gave you is on the CDC website. Above 70, what's the average survival rate? Above the age of 70 is 95%. It's 94.5%. Those are people who aren't praying. They're not binding or loosing. That's just that. And those are people who weren't even treated before, who weren't giving, given prophylaxis, prophylaxis, things that could actually protect them. Those are just people that are winging it. They get it. Po- over the age, over the age of 80, it's 90 plus percent survival. You know that? Scared to death of what? Of what? 500,000 Americans have died. You believe that? You believe what they tell you? Because they told you 81 million people voted for Joe Biden, too. <laughs> a very simple manipulation. I'm going to tell you this real quick. And if you watch the podcast, you've already heard it, so I don't apologize for the redundancy. Very simple what they did to get the death count. It's not hard. We're the only, we're the only country on the planet that counts deaths the way that we do. Only once. Canada, although they've turned into a communist country, is more rational about how they count votes and COVID deaths. So what happened with us? Very simple manipulation done by the CDC. From 2003 to 2020, everybody hear that? 17 years. 17 years death certificates put out by the CDC, which everybody has to follow, were the same. Line one, cause of death, primary cause of death, line one was all comorbidities in pre-existing conditions. So if you died, say somebody got the flu, but they had congestive heart failure, what was on line one? Congestive heart failure. The flu was a contributing factor on line two. What CDC did was switch line one and line two. And they said all pre-existing conditions go to line two, cause of death, COVID. No matter whether there's a positive test or not, all that had to happen, All that had to happen was a doctor saying, I presume they have COVID. 85% of PCR tests are inaccurate and put out false positives. That's an absolute fact. PCRs are not even designed for COVID. That's why you have 500,000. So what happens is somebody who's been put in hospice who has three weeks to live from lung cancer and they swab their nostril with a PCR fake test and it comes back COVID and that person dies one week later They never had a sign of COVID. 76% of people who test positive for COVID never show a sign of it. So the person dies two weeks later of their lung cancer, but they had a positive swab test, COVID death. That's why, folks. That's why. If you believe, listen, this is from the national file. Pull it up when you get home today. National file, peer-reviewed study. 1,600% overshoot on our COVID deaths off by 1,600%. That means we have approximately 40 to 50,000 COVID deaths, which is what the CDC confessed to six months ago when they said it's 6%. Only 6% of these deaths were caused by COVID alone. Whoops. I want you to know dealing with. I want you to know who your enemies are. They're liars. They're liars. How How can any Christian 
Be told to wear a mask by somebody who pulls out baby parts piece by bloody piece from a mother's womb and obey that person. See, I have some Christian authority in my life. You know, I consider Pastor Rodney to be my personal pastor. I do. Doesn't mean we're gonna do everything that the River Church does. We, I have my own ministry, he has, he has his own. We're not going down anybody else's road, so don't let it freak you everybody out. But you know, when he looks me in the eye and gives me some advice, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna see whether I'll take that or not. 5,000 member church, 85 countries, about just shy of two million souls saved, numerous miracles, power. I'm gonna listen to the guy. Now, when I have somebody come up to me and say, you know what, you need to strap on a face diaper. Well, let me see. You kill babies. You don't even know what sex you are. You've been divorced four times. I mean, no, thank you. Anthony, oh, you're Anthony Fauci. Oh, he's been, he, like Joe Biden said in his speech the other night, he's one of the, you know, the most respected figures he has been in the office for 40, 50 years. Really? Okay. Name one thing he's ever done. Name one disease he's ever cured. None. The only one who came in there with a, he didn't, he was the one who said there wouldn't be a vaccine. I hate vaccines. Nobody should take them, but I'm just saying he's the one who said it could happen because that's all he's done his whole life. That can't work. That can't work. Lockdown. 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 Anthony Fauci. <laughs> so let's look at Proverbs 20. As for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Let's look at what it says here. This will confound your spirit. Let's look. So let's look at uh, Proverbs 23, 1 through 9. First verse. Remember, we're building up towards, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. When you, verse 1, sit down to eat with a ruler... Anybody know that had anything to do with it? So when you sit down to eat with somebody who's in charge, pastors, politicians, whoever it may be, when you sit down to eat with the ruler, ruler, consider carefully what is before you. Lockdown, wear masks, ruin your lives, ruin your businesses. Consider carefully what is before you. And put a knife to your throat if you are a man given to appetite. Everybody thinks this is for chubby people. (laughs) It's got nothing to do with food. It's got to do with narrative. What how this person, how this look at now, how this think about how this would change the church. Consider very carefully when you sit down with a ruler telling you to do this, telling you to do that. If you are given to obedience like that, put a knife to your throat. Do not desire his delicacies, for they are deceptive food. Nothing to do with food. It has to do with narrative. It has to do with theology. And it has to do with the ruler's way of thinking. If you are Anthony Fauci, and you own large portions of patents, with AstraZeneca, Moderna, Pfizer. You know, how, you know how those work? There's 30 or 40 patents per vaccine. The CDC, many of the scientists there working, with, for being paid by your tax dollars, you're funding their own personal patents. Facts, please look it up. 
Be informed, don't be destroyed for lack of knowledge like the rest of the church. Gotta lube the tubes. These things, when you sit down with this ruler, it's about his narrative. What's Anthony Fauci's narrative? What's Bill Gates' narrative? For the love of money is the root of all evil. You follow it. It's the root of all evil, not some, all. Why is there an abortion industry? Money! Got nothing to do with women's health. How does butchering women in the womb have anything to do with women's health? Half of those 60 million were girls. This is all about the ruler's way of thinking. Next verse, verse 20, verse 4, 23, 4. Do not overwork to be rich. That's his mindset. That's the rulers. That's how it is in America. Do anything you can to get ahead. Spend as much time as you have to. While your wife hates you, your kids hate you, nobody's saved. Do not overwork to be rich. It didn't say don't be rich. God wants to prosper the work of your hands. It doesn't come by you overworking. It comes by planting seed. You want to be wealthy? You start with tithing. I didn't say don't work. <clears throat> First Timothy chapter five, verse eight, it says the one who doesn't work is actually worse than an infidel. I'm not saying don't work. It says don't overwork. You know where the line is. Because of your understanding, cease. Verse five, will you set your eyes on that which is not? You're using money as an example here, but your eyes set on something that's not can be a COVID mask. Will you set your eyes on that which is not? For riches certainly make themselves wings. They fly away like an eagle toward heaven. Do not eat the bread of a miser. These government leaders, I put this on the podcast all the time, what are they? Like, Tom, this is really political. Well, if you read the book of Revelation, you don't think it's political. Really? What are these guys? They're PPs, power pervs. You know, I like to put everything with acronyms. CCCs, PPs. I like that. Helps me organize my beautiful mind. PPs, they're a power perv. You're like, why on earth would anybody want to control me? Because they're perverts. They're deviants. It's almost to a sexual level. It really is. Sadomasochistic people, that's who they are. That's who Kamala Harris is. That's who Joe Biden is. That's how some Republicans are too. They're perverts. Some of these Republican governors, Greg Abbott of Texas, he's a, he's a pervert. I want to control, you know what? I bequeath that you're essential. And I bequeath that you'll be essential. You're going to lock down and lose your livelihood. You get to stay open though. They're perverts. That's who they are. You're gonna listen to him? No, you're not to desire the bread of a miser or desire his delicacies. Do not dine on his way of thinking is what this is. Next verse, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Does everybody see the setup now? This is about how you deal with leadership. What should the church have done? Go pound sand, government. If every church would have done it, you never would have seen this. 
I'm talking worldwide. Canada, U.S., Mexico, South America, Central America, everywhere. Africa, if everybody would have stayed open, you never would have seen it. But instead, they dined on the delicacies of misers. For as they think in his heart, so as they, they adopted the way that he thinks. Lockdown. So we want to see. We want to see who we can control. Have you read the book of Revelation? I mean, come on. Green passes and excelsior passes flying all over the place, and Christians don't see it. How you think is everything. Repentance itself is what? Jesus is basically his first line of ministry was what? Matthew chapter four, verse 17. From that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repentance means what? A change of mind. How you think is everything. Proverbs 4.23, above all else, guard your heart, guard your mind, for it is the wellspring of life. You are not to believe everything. 1 John chapter 4, verse 1 says this, do not believe every spirit. Test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. Proverbs 14, 15, the simple believeth every word. I'll, 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 I'll make this Americanized for you. The dum-dum believes everything he hears. They don't even check. See, people think that I'm very confrontational. I'm really not. But I will say there is a yearning in my soul. Everybody with me? 13 more minutes. There is a yearning in my soul to walk up to people and say to me, say to them, explain to me your COVID mitigations right now. Explain them to me, please. Scientifically, tell me why what you're doing makes sense to you. You have double masks and you have a spit shield on. Explain that to me, please. And you've already tested positive for COVID and you're vaccinated. <laughs> you know what? I've got some COVID suppositories I want to sell you for 10,000 bucks a piece. You buy those too? They're about the size of my fist. I'm telling you flat out right now that if you told Americans that you are to walk around bottomless, take your pants off, and you won't get COVID, leave your shirt on, make sure you got your double mask, shirt on, but pantsless, everybody, they'd all do it. You don't, you don't believe me? I'm telling you, it's true. Take your pants off. Oh, sister, oh, brother, take your pants off. They'll do it. What's that song? Pants on the ground. Pants on the ground. Pants on the ground. What you going to do with your pants on the ground? You know? They would. They'd do it. I mean, if you're, if you're so convoluted that you actually think that it does you good, you walk into a restaurant, you look like the Gestapo and you got your mask on. You take your mask off, surrounded by people with their masks off. You know what Glenn Beck recently did? He walked into a, just to make a public spectacle and they all know who he was and he was very loud in doing it. He walked into a very crowded restaurant. He stood at the door and he walked in because you have to wear a mask all the way to your table of which at which time you take it off and eat around a bunch of people, right? Makes a whole lot of sense. 
So he goes in, he starts yelling with his mouth, I'm safe, I'm currently safe, I'm currently safe, I'm currently safe. Now I'm not. That's what he did. Good job, Glenn Beck. The simple believeth every word. They believe everything. You shouldn't. Test the spirits. You should test me. You should test anybody preaching to you. Test them. Are they lining up with the Bible? Or check my COVID facts today when you get home. Is there really a national file article that says that we're overshooting our COVID deaths by 1,600%? Check it. Am I right when I tell you that, it, that a COVID mar- molecule is 0.06 to 0.14 microns? And the best mask on planet Earth available to the civilian population is an N95. And it starts blocking at 0.3 microns, almost three times the size of the largest COVID particle. And you're telling me that's blocking it? Those little surgical masks that you buy at Walmart that people use for weed whacking their yards is doing anything for you? Doesn't even block the dust when you are weed whacking. There the planes go over the wall. There the planes go over the wall. I'm virtuous. I'm winning. I'm saving lives. No, you've been marked moronic. Mark that one. It's true. Second Peter 3:17. Therefore, dear friends, since you have been forewarned. That's awfully inflammatory language for Jesus and Santa Claus. Bible's very different than most people think Christianity is. Be on your guard so that you may not be carried away by the error of lawless men. I like to put lawless idiots in there, but it's not, that's not my Bible to write. Lawless people. Do you see how lawless they are? You're taking your marching orders from people who are lawless. They don't follow their own. One Democratic politician, no Republicans, one Democratic politician after another, nabbed, violating their own COVID curfews and lockdowns and restrictions. One right after another, they're lawless. Just open the southern border. Right now, kids in containers, storage containers, they're lawless people. There, you know how many kids right now at the border is over 7,000 of them, estimated to have 117,000 this year. They're getting one shower a month and they're starving right now in America. These are the, law, these are the people who pastor loves. Let's build bigger tables instead of bigger walls. Lube up that table. <laughs> I think you're compassionate enough when you let two million people a year in. Isn't that compassionate enough? That's what we let in every year legally. It's not counting the southern border. That's not counting the 50 million that are in this country illegally. Everyone, you know, we've been using the 11 million stat. You hear that all the time? There's 11 million illegals. You know when that started? 2,000. There's a few more here now. Tom, don't you have compassion? No, I, don't, I do not appreciate the lawless. Do you know that's what they call the Antichrist? The lawless one? 
and you want to, well, you know, these people are just looking for a better life, then you get to get in line like everybody else. What about the people from Africa who are waiting in line? They wait for over a decade to even get a shot at citizenship, and other people just cross the Rio Grande because they're all lawless so that Democratic politicians get more votes. Tom, you shouldn't talk Democrat, Republican. I'll talk all that I want. If you're a Republican that pulls babies out piece by bloody piece, you're a heretic. You're going to die and go straight to hell. And it's the same thing. Same thing if you're a Democrat. But one party espouses it, one doesn't. I don't care what anybody says. They're lawless. It's a human life. You are a lawless person when you think you can dispose of a human being because you're inconvenienced by them. And I want you to know this too. We're not losing like people think we are. There's abortion laws that are being passed throughout the land that are absolutely radical in our favor. All throughout the country. All throughout this country. There's so many of them that I can't remember them all. One just got passed that makes it illegal to abort a baby who's got Down syndrome. Illegal! Many cities and towns are outlawing abortion totally. They're sanctuary cities for the unborn. They, I'm, I'm not making that up. People are like, you know what? We got these convoluted de demon acts in the, in the White House. I'm going to do whatever I want then. Just like they have been, you know what, sanctuary cities for violent criminals, for violent illegal immigrants. Well, you know, this is a sanctuary city for the unborn. Take that. The violent take it by force. They don't sit there and go, you know what? The sovereignty of God will just bring in everything that I desire when we are told that we have to plant seed, we are told that we have to bind, that we have to loose, and people say it's God is in control. He's not. He relinquished it to you. Does everybody get that? He is not in control. If you see sickness, it's antithetical to God. We are in control. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Blessed be the God and Savior of our Lord, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, Ephesians 1.3. Romans chapter 8, verse 32, I've given you all things. It's up to us. You have, like Aaron said during worship, you're going to have to speak it. You're going to have to vote it. You're going to have to pray it. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. You're going to be like those Christians that sit under grace, covenant, whatever stupid church, and sit there their whole lives. Well, I'm really growing. I'm really growing. Where's the fruit you've grown? Where is it? Well, I go to four Bible studies a week. Who cares? Four Bible studies a week that have obviously enabled you for all of these years to produce nothing. Yeah, amen. From whom much is given, much is demanded. Christians are supposed to be a shining city on a hill, not a covert, camouflaged world light. Diet world. Coke Zero World. Well, they, they're almost like the world. They're just missing the sugar. Why would you even want that anyway? Romans chapter 1, verse 18. For the wrath of God. Listen to this. Nobody's scared of God anymore. You should be. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all 
ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. Suppress it. Christians today do that. Oh, really? Okay, we closed. Tom, you're all over this today. What else am I gonna be on? You closed. Well, what's the truth? You bind, it's bound. You loose, it's loosed. If you ask anything in my name, I'll do it. Whatever, I, can, I go one verse after another. John 14, 14. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Right? Those who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. Romans chapter eight, verse 14. Ask and it shall be given you, Matthew 7, 7. He took, a, he took up our infirmities and carried our diseases, Matthew chapter eight, verse 17. No plague shall draw near thy dwelling, Psalm 91. Right? That's the truth, but it's suppressed with, oh, I believe that, but you have to use wisdom. Suppressing the truth. That's the, I'm telling you flat out right now, those, those Christians that espouse, well, yeah, I believe the Bible, but you have to use wisdom, the wrath of God. They need to watch for it. Because they are preaching a demonic philosophy and a demonic theology that you trump the word of God with your wisdom? Whatever is bound is bound. Whatever is loosed and loosed, oh no, but you have to use wisdom. That's not a Bible verse. It can't be that simple. Yes, it is. Quit trying to complicate things, type A wonderland. We are to 1 Thessalonians 5.21, prove all things. Was that done? Before you put a mask on, prove it. Before you lock down your church, prove it. Before you take a vaccine, prove it. Before you take a digital tattoo, prove it. You'll end up with the mark of the beast destined for hell for all of eternity. Tom, you can't preach those things. They're right here. They're here. Why would you avoid them? You take a mark on your right hand or on your forehead, you're going to hell for all of eternity. I don't care if it's for a virus, and I don't care if it's because there's pollutants in the air. They'll sell it to you one way or the other. That will make sense to the simple, just like it did this time. Prove it. Finish with this. When you prove, which means to discover truth, we are to stand in it. No matter what. If it's not going your way right now, you still stand. You never back off. You give an inch, the devil will take your life. You don't give anything. Well, I believe in being bipolar. You just gave in. Just gave in. What are you doing? Well, I'm bipolar. One day I'm happy, one day I'm sad. It's a disease. No, it's carnal. That's all it is. Take those thoughts captive, make them obedient to Christ. That's the Bible. We demolish every argument, every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Not negotiate, make it. That's 2 Corinthians 10, 5, if you want it. Well, I'd rather be bipolar. Great. So everybody massages you the rest of your life. Oh, do you feel good today, honey bunches? Or are you having a bad day? Good day, bad day. 
I'll just kick you in your rear end if you live in my house. I don't care what kind of day you're having. Come here, line up, bend over. I'm going to kick you in your rear end. Get over it. There's people in this room that have fought wars who are more mentally healthy than you are and you've never done anything. I'm always amusing Travis Dexter because he's my buddy. I coached him in football and I take full license. I consider him like a son. So I just take full license, say whatever I want, and I'll deal with the consequences, consequences later because he can beat me up if he wants to. <laughs> but how is it that Travis Dexter, Dexter is over in Fallujah, in Ramadi actually, it was Ramadi. His friends get shot up and die. He wears a bracelet with their names on it. Dead. Warfare, bullets, mortars, body parts flying everywhere. And he's more healthy than you. And all you've done is go to high school and college and you're depressed and you're bipolar. Give me some more Xanax, please. There's a national Xanax shortage. All the Americans are drugging themselves up. All the Christians are too. Get off of that garbage. Tom, you're not a medical professional. What, what do you need it for? because your feelings go up and down. Welcome to the club, clown show. Everybody does. Everybody's feelings go up and down. Ask anybody who's married. One day, they're the greatest thing in the world. The next day, I'm barely hanging in there. It's life. You'll be all right. You just bought into the world. God's given you, God has given you power, love, and soundness of mind. 2 Timothy 1.7. Claim the word of God and speak to yourself. They're doing Aaron said this morning, if you don't speak it, it's not gonna happen. So when we discover truth, we need to stand in it. Truth never changes. So why would our response to it change? If truth never changes, why does our acceptance of it change? I'm finishing with these verses. I know I'm going a little bit long. 2 Corinthians 15, one through three. Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preached to you, which also you received, and in which you stand, by which also you are saved, if, if, if you hold fast that word which I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. Sorry, Calvinists. I know it's very comforting to believe once saved, always saved. It's very comforting to believe that you can be full-blown gay, homosexual, fornicator, pornographer, and go straight to heaven, adulterer, liar, luster. No matter what, I got saved when I was seven. I'm covered. Good luck with that on the day of judgment. If you hold fast. It's the same thing with any area of your life, whether you're believing for healing, whether you're believing for advancement, whether you're believing for prosperity, whether you're just generally believing for different specific areas of life to get better, you had better hold fast. You would instead, what we do is we go up and we go, what's it like today? Okay, that's what I believe. How's the wind blowing today? No, you hold fast. Doesn't matter, we don't fix our eyes on the scene. We fix our eyes on the unseen, 2 Corinthians 4, 18. I yeah, really made that spitty. <laughs> Don't hug me after church. <laughs> Philippians 2.16, holding fast the word of life. This is aggressive. You ever tried 
There's a couple cops in this room. I know John knows this. You ever try, and I don't care, there can be five or six of us. He'll attest to this. You get an average-sized man. I'm not talking about some behemoth. I'm, not, I'm just average-sized man. And you take one of these white poles right here in the middle, and the guy clamps onto them, and he will not let it go. It takes five, six cops to get him loose of that thing. I'm telling you. Holding fast is an aggressive move. You try to pull somebody's hands behind their back. Try it. You're like, Tom, well, you're big and you're stronger than the average. Yeah, and I'm telling you right now, I couldn't get guys who are half my size to get their hands behind their back alone. They had them tucked up underneath them and they were holding on. Good luck. Oh, come on, Tom. you ever done it? You don't know. All your arrests? <laughs> People are looking at me, oh, come on now. No, I'm telling you. That's why everyone gets all over the cops. Why are they, why are they tasing them? Because you can't get his hands to move. I'm telling you, it's true. Well, there's five cops. I'm telling you, it doesn't work. When somebody clamps down and they hold fast, it's an aggressive move. Listen to it, Colossians chapter 2, 18 through 20. Let no one cheat you of your reward, taking delight in false humility. I'm a COVID virtue signaler. Look at my mask and spit shield. Look at how we locked down and we were a community partner and a good neighbor. Look how much we love thy neighbor because we closed down like Burger King did. Look at us. False humility, cheating people. People will walk away from Jesus because their church closed down. They're espousing a false humility. Listen, and worship angels intruding into those things which he has not seen, vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind, not and not holding fast to the head, the head being capitalized, which is Jesus, which correlates directly with Ephesians 4, 15, and 16. Revelation 2, 25, but hold fast what you have till I come. Matthew 24, 12 and 13, because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most, could it be because their church is closed? The love of most will grow cold. Those are saved people becoming unsaved. It can't be any other way. Will grow cold, but he who stands firm to the end will be saved. Stop drifting. Stop going in and out of Christianity by your moods and hold fast. Finishing with this. Not holding fast, not taking a stand is a characteristic of someone. Worship team, make your way. I'll close right here. And we're gonna close really fast at the end. Not holding fast, not taking a stand. Whatever's bound is bound. Whatever I plant in the ground is going to come up. You take a stand. Your relatives tell you you're nuts. You look them in the eye and go, yeah, peanuts, cashews, pistachios, I'm nuts. Go ahead, embrace it. We're supposed to have a family reunion in May. Do you know what kind of pariah I am in that room? Seriously, there are people in there that hate me. They do. My uncle's wife 
hyper liberal started coming at me on the podcast. And I just sent her something or whatever. Nothing bad. And she goes, I'm not afraid of you. I'm like, what are you? What kind of demon are you? I sent you things about COVID masks. What are you talking about? They're, they're convoluted. Their mind's gone. I'm not afraid of you. I told her, I said, you need to go outside. Get your mask off. Head outside. And you need to breathe some fresh air. You've been locked down for too long. Who doesn't take a stand? Finishing with this. Who doesn't? I'll give it to you. Closing right here. One verse. John chapter 8, verse 44. I'm not speaking to you. I'm telling you this is speaking to those who don't take a stand. You are of your father, the devil. The desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning. What's the characteristic of those who do not stand in the truth? They're murderers. 60 million per year. I want you to add that up just from 2000. Stalin doesn't compare. Hitler's a saint in comparison. Mao's a saint. That murderers from the beginning. Murderers. Actual murderers. You can sense the demon presence when you, when you, even, when you even talk about Planned Parenthood. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not. Who, there's the characteristic I want you to see. The devil is the father of lies. His native language is lying, and here's his chief characteristic. He does not stand in the truth. He knows it. You don't think the devil's got this book memorized? You don't think he does? Paul did. Jesus obviously did. Lucifer, the chief worship leader, number one angel in heaven, he doesn't have this book memorized. He knows it. He chooses not to stand in it. That's the fall of the modern church. They have it all available to them. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject you. Hosea 4, 6. Don't let it be you. When you know the word of God, don't follow the enemy's example and not stand in it. If it makes you uncomfortable, you know what you do? Stand in it. You lose relationships, stand in it. What are, what are those relationships going to mean on the day of judgment? Nothing. You're not even going to be married on the day of judgment. A lot of you are going to be very happy about that. Free at last. Free at last. Thank God Almighty. Thank you for listening to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope that you have been encouraged and empowered. If you would like to partner with us, please visit foundationchurchfl.com and click on Give.